This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Hello everybody, welcome back to The Listening Room. My name is Ken Young and I'm going to be playing you some rather beautiful music for the next hour or so. Beginning with some Mendelssohn and the Scherzo from the incidental music he wrote for Midsummer Night's Dream.
I think of all the composers, Mendelssohn wrote the best scherzo, scherzi. Um, quick little bright movements. Wonderful, wonderful composer with that regard. His string quartets are full of wonderful movements like that, which move swiftly but very lightly. Gorgeous. That was He wrote a whole bunch of instru- instrumental music for a production of Shakespeare's uh, Midsummer Night's Dream um, back in the early part of the 19th century, and that was the scherzo. Um, I'm going to end the programme with another piece from that particular suite, or oh, just wait and see what it is. Uh, that was the uh, New Zealand Symphony Orchestra, conducted by yours truly. On now to a composer I have not previously featured on this programme, a 16th century um, Carlo Gesualdo, Gesualdo uh, who was actually the Prince of Venosa. He was a member of the aristocracy and uh, a very, very strange human being um, who happened to write fantastic music. Uh, choral music mainly. Um, the thing was his family position, he was a sort of amateur composer, but his family position uh, sort of ensured that as a composer he had the rare privilege of being able to write exactly what he pleased. And he duly did. His uh, tempestuous and capricious moodiness, and his sort of he had a bit of a leaning towards sadomasochistic sexuality. And that sort of reveals that he sort of allowed himself to follow any inclination he might have had. And this was also the case in his compositions, to the point where he employed a form of chromatic harmony which was not seen again until the late 19th century, uh, 300 years later. Extraordinary uh, works written in the 16th century which actually sound quite modern. Um, I'd like to play one of those now. It's um, taken from a whole bunch of music he wrote to... Tenebrae Responsories for Maundy Thursday and this is entitled In Monte Olivetti and it's sung for us by the King's Singers.
Beautiful music, and beautifully sung by the King's singers. Gosh, they're good, aren't they? Um, there's another little thing I need to tell you about Gisraldo. Now that you've heard the beauty of his music, but this was not your ordinary human being, not your ordinary aristoc- arist- aristocrat. Um, he uh, he had a wife who was a little bit older than him, and uh, apparently the most beautiful woman in the upper echelons of society in Naples. And uh, let's say she uh, had a particularly rich social life, which uh, became a bit burdensome for Gesualdo after four years, and he hired some assassins to assist him in killing his wife and her lover while they were in bed together. Quite extraordinary. Stabbed to death. Um, Anyway, he's famous for that, I'm sure you can imagine. (laughs) But I'm going to feature some more from that album in later programs because it's got some really beautiful music on it and a very from a very interesting person who just happened to write really cool music. Moving on to the 20th century in a piece written in 1915 by Claude Debussy and it was written on the Normandy coast when he was near the end of his life. He was suffering from cancer. He died in 1918. But uh, it's a piece for um, two pianos called En Blanc et Noir, literally in white and black. And... Uh, you wouldn't believe that he was suffering from cancer and, and fretting about the First World War, uh, judged by the first movement of this piece, which is bright and, and really just lovely music. And it's played for us here by uh, Werner Haas and Noel Lee.
Well, I'm not sure what's happened there. That's very curious. Very curious. I'm sorry about that. I'll play that track for you another time. We'll move on to something else. <laughs> the CD's still running in the player, but there's no sound coming out. Very curious. Right. So, let's move on to something completely different. J.S. Bach and a vocal number. Um, uh, it's called Sich Üben im Leben. And it's taken from the Secular Cantata, Secular Cantata, which in English um, is entitled Yield Now Troubling Shadows. And the short text goes as follows. To study love, to playfully embrace, is better than Flora's transient pleasures. Here the waves flow. Here the victorious palms laugh and watch over lips and breast. We are having difficulties. Just bear with me one moment while I play with some machines. What a complete. Yeah, this is very interesting. Anyway, we'll put that one back in there. What sort of day are you having so far? I'm having a troubled one, it would seem. Put that in there. We'll hear some bark. It's sung, by the way, by a wonderful German um, lady called Ursula Langmeier. It's with a, an ensemble of uh, Auckland musicians. And uh, we're about to hear it any second. Sich üben im Leben by J.S. Bach.
Beautiful. That was, I put you crook too, it's, uh, she's not German, she's from Austria, Ursula Langmeier. And um, a wonderful recording of uh, all Bach soprano arias, um, which was released by the Auckland label Atoll. Very fine label, done some wonderful things over the years, Atoll. And uh, I'd like to mention also the very fine oboe playing on that particular performance, a very fine um, Auckland oboist by the name of Alison Dunlop. Let's move on now. Well, I should back that to think. Um, that was entitled Sich Üben im Lieben. It was by J.S. Bach. Um, moving on now to some Beethoven. And I don't believe I've ever played the very famous first movement of his Fifth Symphony. And we're going to rectify that now. And a very interesting recording made back in 1987 on authentic instruments of the time. And it was made by the Academy of Ancient Music. And uh, they're conducted by... Christopher Hogwood.
fantastic music it really really is and it changed everything that piece it really did it was uh, along with the third and the fourth symphonies prior to it really uh, composition practice was altered forever by that wonderful piece first movement Beethoven's symphony number no. five played for us by the Academy of Ancient Music conducted by uh, Christopher Hogwood back into the 20th century and in 1927 the you know, how, old, how old would he have been? 52, yes. Maurice Ravel, French composer, uh, wrote a splendid violin sonata in three movements. And I'd like to play the first movement of that now, played by, um, and this actually comes from a, um, an award-winning gramophone. Well, it won the first prize in the Chamber Award in 1997 uh, on gramophone. And it's a fabulous recording uh, with violinist Chantal Julier and pianist Pascal Roger, first movement, Ravel's Violin Sonata. Thank you. 
Beautifully played. Such sensitive music. A really interesting piece, I think. 1927, Violin Sonata, first movement that was, uh, by Maurice Ravel. Brilliantly played by uh, Chantal Julier and Pascal Roger in that um, wonderful Decca recording, um, which won the uh, Gramophone Magazine's awards award for Best Chamber Music CD. Moving back in time a little bit now to 1794 and um, Joseph Haydn, Papa Haydn as he's fondly called, the father of the symphony. And he's rightly, he's got a, a very good claim to that title saying he wrote 104 of them. And I'd like to play you the first movement of number 102, which as I say was written, it was actually written in London in 19, yeah, sorry, 1794. And we're going to hear a performance of that first movement by the City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Simon Rattle.
such a good piece. Such a good piece. Uh, the first movement that was of uh, Haydn's Symphony Number no. One Hundred and Two in B flat, and uh, I just loved that, and I thought it was really well played too. It's quite an old recording that one from City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra way back in the day. I don't know exactly when it was recorded, but Rattle hasn't was uh, their music uh, director at the time, and that's some time ago now. But a very good performance, I thought. City City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra conducted by the one and only Simon Rattle. Uh, type for one more piece, and I think I did say that I'd play something else from the incidental music which Mendelssohn wrote for Shakespeare's Amid Simonite's Dream. And this is a piece many of you will recognise. It's the Wedding March, and it's the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra conducted by yours truly.
rousing stuff. It's, um, I wonder how many people have marched down the aisle to that tune and not who known who it was written by, or when it was written for that matter. Well, if <laughs> you can tell them that it was written by Felix Mendelssohn. And it was written in 1842 as part of the incidental music he wrote for a production of Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream. That was the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra. That's about all we've got time for today, I'm afraid. I'm going to have to round things up now. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the show. I've certainly enjoyed bringing it to you and having your company while I do it. And I uh, sincerely hope that you can join me again this time next week, the same time next week here in the listening room. Bye for now. The School of Performing Arts is the creative heart of Otago University. We pursue our passions as performers, actors, composers, songwriters, directors, music producers and dancers. Studying music, theatre or dance enriches any student's experience and opens the door to lifelong enjoyment. If you want to learn how to express yourself and communicate with others, work in a team, solve problems and think creatively, then come study with us. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.